0: The way I create and manage gems has evolved over the years. I showed you back in episode 135, how you can create a gem using the echo gem. And then about a year later, I covered creating gems through jeweler in episode 183. Now both of these tools offer ways to generate gem spec files for each release of the gem. And you sort of manage your gem spec through that tool. But now I prefer to manage my gem spec file directly because I find the overall process and workflow much simpler. However, we still need to make the initial gem spec file for each of our new gems. Now we could do this manually, but we could also use a tool like Bundler to help us out here. Now you normally think of Bundler as managing your application dependencies, but it also has a little known command for creating gems and it works really well. And that command is called gem. So we could just run the bundle gem command and then just the name of the gem we wanna create. So let's make a gem called lorem, which will create some lorem Ipsum some text. So, you can see that command generated several files for us, and it also initialized a Git repository in that directory. So, this assumes you're using Git, and I'll show you why in a minute. Uh, I'm going to walk you through several of what these files are doing, so let's start in the gemspec file, because that's really the heart of your gem. And this is what that generated gemspec file looks like. You can see right off the bat that it's designed to be edited directly. Based off of these to do items here. So you really just have to fill in these to do items, and then you've got a working gem spec file. Now, one really interesting thing here are these file attributes. And notice that each of these are going to be determined at runtime based off of the git ls command. So this is going to uh, use git to determine the files to be included inside your gem. Now, the nice thing about this is that it's going to automatically inherit the behavior of your gitignore file. So it's not going to include temporary files and other things you don't want uh, in your git repository and therefore likely don't want inside your gem. And for the most part, these defaults will work for most gems, but you can always edit them if you need a little bit different behavior. Another thing to note in here is how it's determining the version. Notice it's using the lorem version constant and it's loading that version file up here. If you check in the lib directory, you can see there's a lorem directory here, and that's the version file which it loads, and that just sets that version constant. So when it comes time to update to a, a new version in this gem, you just change this value and then republish your gem. And notice we also have this lorem file which was generated, and this is the file which will be loaded when people require your gem. So it's always good to have a file which is the same name as your gem. And notice in here, you could just customize the behavior you want, put any code you want in here, or you can add other files to the lib directory and include them inside of here. But let's just add some simple behavior for this lorem gem. So here I'll just make a simple self method called ipsum and just return some lorem ipsum text inside of here. So let's say we're done with our gem and we want to release the first version. So we'll just need to update our gem spec here. We'll just replace these to do items. There we go. That looks good. And then we just run our gem build command and then point it to our gem spec file, which is lorem.gemspec. And notice that generated this .gem file here, which we can just run the gem push command and then pass it the name of that file. And that will push it up to rubygems.org and publish it so that others can uh, install it. And it really is that easy to publish a gem with your gem spec file here. And let's say you want to release a new version of the gem. Let's say you update the code inside of here, and then to release a new version, you just change a version number here, and then you do a gem build and a gem push again to release a new gem. Overall this is a really simple and easy solution. Now there's two more files in here that Bundler generated for us that I have not yet covered. There's the rake file and the gem file. Let's take a look at the gem file first. Now you know your gem file is for managing gem dependencies with Bundler. And if you look inside of here, there's one line here called gem spec. And what this will do is it will look inside of your gemspec for dependencies for your gem and load those through bundler. And overall, you basically don't have to worry about managing this gem file directly. It's best to manage your dependencies inside the gemspec file because bundler will automatically load those dependencies through your gem file here because of this gemspec line. For example, let's say we want to use RSpec for testing this gem. So instead of adding rspec gem here, what we should do is add it as a de- development dependency inside your gemspec file here. Now, if you aren't familiar with managing your gemspec file, I recommend you check out the documentation here which I'll link to in the show notes. And you can see there's various methods which you can call inside your gemspec for setting various attributes. And if we take a look down here, you can notice that there's one for development dependencies and this is what we want to add for rspec. So back inside our gem spec, let's just add a call to add development dependency and then call rspec inside of here. And because that is referenced through the gem file, you can just run the bundle command to ensure that you have all of the dependencies installed for using your gem. And this is really nice because if you're publishing this gem and having other developers contribute to it, you just have to instruct them in the readme, run the bundle command and you'll get in your environment and all of your dependencies set up uh, with just that one command. So that's what the gem file is for. But what about the rake file? Why does Bundler generate that file? Well, if we take a look at it, you can see it just basically adds some gem helper tasks from Bundler. And we can take a look at those tasks by just running rake-t. And notice it just has three tasks in here. Pretty simple. I really like the simplicity of this gem setup. And basically, these are just convenience um, tasks for doing common things such as building your gem and installing the gem, so that'll basically run the build command and the gem install command to install it on your local. And there's also the release command, which will tag this in the Git repository and push the gem to RubyGems. So basically a common workflow is to call rake install when you've got your gem set up the way you want to install the gem on your local and test it out fully, and then just call rake release, and this will tag that release and then publish the gem to RubyGems. As you can see, Bundler is pretty nice for setting up a gem from scratch, but what if you have an existing gem which you would like to use this kind of workflow on? Well, it's easy to apply this technique to an existing gem by just copying over some of the files, such as the gem file, which has that gem spec command in it. There's the gem spec file, which of course, uh, you could just make it look like this with your own custom gem uh, specific details and your rake file if you want those rake tasks included that Bundler provides. So just add those files to any existing gem, and you can use this workflow there as well. Overall, I find Bundler to be a really nice solution for creating and managing gems. It's a lot simpler than the other tools that I've covered in the past, so I encourage you to consider using Bundler in your gems as well.